we've been doing some teaching in the morning and then in the evening service we have a, a, a panel. Shall I say a panel of experts? No, I better not say that. No, I'm not a panel of experts. <laughs> I'm still learning it. We're all still learning it, aren't we, to be more yielded and surrendered to the Spirit of God. But um, but uh, Nikki did a fantastic job this morning. For people who were here this morning, let's give Nikki a, a clap because I thought she did great. I, th I think I've spotted a Bible teacher emerging in the church, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. But, um, but um, I've asked Nathan if he, will, if he will interview the panel, which consists of me and Louise and Nikki. So can you come up, please? And, uh, and, and I think, Nathan, you've got some questions to position for us, haven't you? So as these guys are, guys are coming up, I've just got one quick announcement. I'm not quite sure how to say this, actually, but I'll just say it. So, so there has been some money that's been dropped in the car park outside. So if you've lost any money and you know what the amount is, I thought there would be quite a few people coming up. <laughs> so if you know what the amount is, so it's a, then please go to the welcome desk after the service. And, um, and if you get the right, if you guess it right, then it's yours. If no one guesses it, then it goes in the collection pot tonight. Cool, lovely. So yeah, so as Ian's mentioned, we're going to be continuing on what Nikki's brought us this morning. And we're just going to be expanding a bit more in like an informal kind of layout with some nice sofas and lovely plants. So we'll dive straight in. So first question is, guys, is how do we show love? Like how, how do I somehow achieve the fruits of the Spirit in my life? peace and joyful and so on and actually for a period of time you might be able to do that for to a degree but eventually you will fall short and um, it is only through the Holy Spirit that we can do this not actually through ourselves and that's why it's called the fruits of the Holy Spirit it's not called fruits of Louise Spirit or anybody else but yeah. it is the Holy Spirit that does it and it's it's allowing the Holy Spirit into our lives um, and, and just saying, actually, it's your strength. It's you that does that change in me. Yes, well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a... I don't know where to start with this question, but I'll just <laughs> jump straight in. The, um, it, this, this isn't a try-harder gospel. This isn't like pull yourself up from your own bootstraps, and it's not a, a self-development thing. This is, like Nikki said this morning, this is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit produces... Mm -hmm the fruits uh, in your life. And uh, Jesus said something quite interesting. He says, if you love me, then you'll obey my commandments. Notice what comes first, being anchored and experiencing and knowing the love of God. And we know from Romans 5, don't we, that the love of God is poured out in your hearts by who? By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes that that experience and being rooted and grounded in the love of God. And, and so if you love me, then you'll obey my commandments. We don't obey his commandments to be loved. We obey his commandments because we are loved. And we are rooted and secured in that love. And coming out of that rich experience, then the Spirit of God starts to produce the fruits of the Spirit uh, in our lives. And so it's a question of just yielding 
to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and people know John 15, yeah? John 15, the vine. Uh, my father is the vine dresser and Jesus, Jesus is the vine. And we're the branches and we drink from the sap of the vine and we get the resources because we're, what, abiding we're staying in Jesus. We're staying with that close connection with Jesus. And as we do, we bear much fruit. Isn't that what it says in John 15? And he sometimes prunes us so that we bear more fruit. But the key is stay, stay in the vine, as, as, as Louise was saying. Stay connected with Jesus. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's this idea, isn't it, that we don't produce the fruits. It's not something that we achieve mm that actually this is God's spirit working in us. I think sometimes we feel like we've got to try really hard. We've got to prove ourselves. But actually one of the scriptures that I love is, where it says, in quietness and confidence is my strength. Yeah. And that actually, you know, my confidence and is in Jesus. That's where I get my strength from. And actually we stand on that firm foundation of Jesus. Um, and when we allow ourselves to be deeply planted into God, deeply planted yeah. into his word. Yeah. Um, that's when all that foundational stuff that we build on allows us just to have that confidence that actually it's not about us. It's not about what we do. It's not about us proving ourselves. It's actually just about us allowing Jesus to work through us, allowing Jesus to change us. Um, and that's hard work, but actually I think there's a lovely piece in that as well, mm. isn't there? That actually... Yeah. All we have to do is be children of God. All we have to do is allow God's spirit to lead us. Um, and I say all because it sounds like it's easy. It's not easy at all. Um, but actually it takes so much of the pressure off us and the kind of the feeling that actually the Bible brings all these demands, the Bible brings all these instructions. It doesn't. The Bible simply asks us to be children of God and be led by his spirit. And then, you know, in that quietness and confidence is our strength. Yeah. I love it, really love it. I like you say, I like that. It does take the pressure off in some sense, you know what I mean? Because I think, yeah, it does take the pressure off and it gives you that peace and it gives you that confidence. So I love that. So why holiness? What are the benefits to us? <laughs> Who's jumping in? I can't jump in. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me... Um, I think about uh, the protection of holiness. You know, we read about that in the Old Testament, don't we? Um, and when we read Psalm 23, it talks about the Lord is my shepherd. Um, and I always think that actually the safest place for the sheep to be is close to the shepherd. Hearing his voice, understanding his commands, um, you know, sticking close, staying in the safe places. And I think the same is true for us, that actually the safest place for us, the best place for us to be is close to Jesus. And sometimes that means following his rules, following his commands when we don't really understand them sometimes, understanding that he has the big picture and we don't, um, but sticking close to him, choosing obedience. Yeah, I think as well, you know, there is no greater place to be than in the will of God. And when we are in alignment with God's will, there is full satisfaction, there is fulfillment. Um, and so often we think, oh, but I want to do this, and um, we want to follow our own desires. And that actually only brings satisfaction to a point or for a period of time. But after that, we feel like, oh, what's next? But actually, when you're in the will of God, you are fully fulfilled. You, there is just no better place, and it is fantastic. And, uh, you know, as we've said, God knows best. And um, 
who doesn't want to go to their creator, the, God, the you know, God who created us, who actually knows the purpose and the plan for our lives and say, actually, this is my life. I want to follow you all of my days. You know, before the day that we were born, he'd planned the days ahead. And I know that I want to walk that plan for my life. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got to have a grab at this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, why holiness? I mean, oh, dear. You know, we, we could be here a couple of hours, but, 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 but this, let's just take a look at the word of Jesus here a minute. Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, holiness. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? They shall see God. Our ability to see God is directly related to the condition of our own heart. The ability to see God at work in your life and in other people's lives, that the ability to flow with God and flow with His Spirit is directly related to the condition of our heart. The, my, my grandma, one, an old-fashioned revivalist Methodist, used, always used to say to me, Ian, holiness has got its own benefits. It's got its own benefits. It's got its own benefits in terms of your connection with God, your intimacy with God. But it's also got benefits in terms of your relationship with other people. When you look at the fruit of, this, of the Holy Spirit that Nikki was talking about this morning, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, goodness, and self-control, who wouldn't want that developing in their lives? What kind of quality of relationships would you have with other people if that was growing stronger and becoming more developed uh, in our life? I, uh, my dad used to say to me, Ian... The quality of, of, of the relationship that you have with others is based on the quality of you. The quality of my relationship with you is based on the quality of me. It are the fruits developing in my life. The more that the fruit of, the, of God's love is developing in my life, the more secure I am. And the more secure I am, I can pass that on to my relationship with you. And I'm no longer insecure in my relationship with you because you are as secure as you know your love. You are as secure as you know that you're loved in every relationship. And that's why you need to be anchored in the rooted and grounded in the love of God that Nikki was saying this morning, being that anchoring. And the more that you experience that and the more that richness starts to take hold of your soul and your emotions, the more that comes out in your relationship with others. So the quality of my relationship with you is based on the quality of me. But the quality of me is based on the quality of my relationship with God. With how much I've yielded myself to the Holy Spirit and allowed the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be produced in me. And as they're developing and maturing in me, and as Nikki said, it was a process this morning, as they're producing in me, and I'm more yielded to Him, and the quality of my relationship with Him is getting stronger and more intimate, it has benefits in my relationship with Sarah, my wife, in being a father, because I've got more patience, in my relationships with other people, in the relationships with work colleagues. There's a productivity in being yielded to the Holy Spirit. So, so why holiness? Well, holiness has got its own benefits, Nathan. Happy days. Thank you. And I also think that, you know, God has amazing plans for our lives. You know, we are children of God. Um, and we are designed by him with a purpose. Um, and God designs us and he makes us and he, and he has these awesome plans for us. But he also, like we spoke about this morning, puts this call to holiness on our lives. 
Um, and actually, there's a sense that we can only really sometimes step into what God has for us if we are actually prepared to take on that challenge and that call. We can put a lid sometimes on, you know, the potential and the plans and the, the kind of the way we, we step into God's plan for our lives if we ignore the call to holiness. I think we can see it over and over in the Bible. Even, you know, back in the Old Testament, it was a guy called Achan, I think, and he'd stolen something that he wasn't supposed to steal and he hid it under his tent. And it was only a little thing out of loads and loads of treasure, but because he'd hidden that secret thing away, there was no victory for the people of Israel while that sin, that hidden sin was there. And I think sometimes actually holiness allows us to step more fully into God's plans for our lives. And then as we do that, we're then obviously giving out in love and sharing with other people as well, because God's good plans for our life are good for other people as well. So draw closer to God and people will be able to see the fruits of that by us drawing closer to God in our own time. Cool. So how does the Holy Spirit bring change Okay, I'll jump in. All right, how does the Holy Spirit bring change? Well, Nikki mentioned a, a very important uh, word, a bit of a heavy-duty theological word called sanctification. You, you gave us the added value this morning, uh, uh, Nikki. But sanctification means that we're set apart for a work of God on the inside of our life, that the Spirit of God works in us. And the Bible says in Philippians that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, but it's God that works in us. The Spirit of God works in us, and, it, and, and he changes our desires, and he, he, places the, he places his desires and his hunger. That's why Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they're the ones that are going to be filled, because that is the Spirit of God working uh, in, in our lives. It's, it's not always the big event. It's not always the, 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 the big moment where the Holy Spirit comes on people. He does. The road to Damascus is still open for people today as the Holy Spirit touches their lives. But quite often as well, it's the still, quiet voice daily as the Holy Spirit walks with us daily, um, working out the, the issues in our own lives. And so I think one of the key things for us is, as, as we see the Holy Spirit changing our lives, is the continued yielding and surrender to his work in our lives. And quite often, we, we want to fix it ourselves. Quite often, we want to control it ourselves or manage it ourselves but we have to come to that place every day of complete surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. As we do that, we see that change starting to take place. There's, there's, there's other key things as well, of course. You know, the, 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 the revelation of, uh, of the Spirit of God as we open up the Bible and the Spirit of God teaches us. And those words come off the text of the page, and they start to illuminate our mind and our heart, and he starts to transform our thinking, uh, and that our minds become renewed by the Spirit of God through the Word of God, and that starts to change us from the inside 
time. So as we yield ourselves daily to him in prayer, studying his word as the spirit of God illuminates on the inside, as we yield to him, we start to see that daily, weekly, monthly change of the fruit of the spirit being produced in our lives. Yeah, I'd say, is that, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it is that work from the inside out, isn't it? And um, as you spend that time um, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, the words that come to my mind are, you know, he convicts you of the things that aren't right in your life, challenges you, um, brings, um, you know, plans before you for the future, and also inspires. And uh, there are times when I've had promptings in those moments. Um, he might just place somebody on my heart, and I just know that they need an encouraging scripture or a message. And, um, you know, I've sent those out, and the response is, how how did you know? Well, I didn't. This is the Holy Spirit working in and through me, and um, these things come out of me only because of the work that the Holy Spirit is doing. It's nothing that I'm doing. I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit into my life mm. um, in those moments of prayer, in reading the Scripture, and you know sometimes you'll you'll sense that feeling of um, you'll be in a situation maybe of unease and you just know that that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit saying you know this is not okay or it might be a thought or something like that and again it's the work of the Holy Spirit changing you your behaviors the way you do things um, and you know by allowing the Holy Spirit that time in daily prayer is is absolutely vital yeah, I think um, when you've got kids and they, they start hanging around with certain groups of people, don't they? And then you think, oh, you, know, you start to see different behaviours rubbing off on them. You know, you hear that phrase, don't you? Oh, he got in with a bad crowd. Um, and it's kind of who we spend our time with um, and the people that we, that we spend our time with. Um, and we see it, don't we, in school and things like that, that, um, you know, they influence our behavior, they influence uh, the way that we think, they influence the things that we do. Um, so actually, like Ian was saying, if we are spending our time absorbing from the word of God, if we're spending our time reading and studying and getting to know God better, um, then we become more like him. You know, we do become like the people that we spend our time with. Um, and if we spend our time with God, we spend our time in the word of God, then, then that's what we're absorbing. That is what we will become like. Um, I think for me, the times when I feel like God's Holy Spirit has spoken to me the most and changed me the most haven't necessarily been in kind of big emotional worship services or anything like that. It's when I've been actually sitting at home on my own with my Bible and a notebook and a pen and studying and reading and just trying to get into the depths of the scriptures and what it actually says about God and who it actually says that he is. Um, and I think the more that we spend our time with God, the more that we spend our time learning about him, and then the more that rubs off on us, the more the Holy Spirit can then change us, like you say, from the inside out. Really important. So we've kind of touched on this, but how do we on a daily basis keep the Holy Spirit flowing and keeping ourselves deeply rooted into Jesus? 
Yeah, this is about making it a priority in your life and saying, well, you know what, I get up, I make time to brush my teeth, have my breakfast, get ready. You know, so many people say, oh, I'm too busy, I've not got time to pray. But actually, you know, we don't have time not to pray. You know, we need to bring our day before God. Um, we can rush on ahead. We'll achieve a whole lot less than if we'd started the day or whatever part of the day it is for you that you can have that time with God. And I often think about, you know, a relationship with my family. If I never spoke to them what kind of relationship would I have um, and it's about making God our priority and saying I'm going to get up a bit earlier or, or like I say whatever part of the day works for you but that has to be the priority because it is in that time that God will just give you the strength you need for the day will work in you for the day will give you all that you need so yeah it's about making it routine and being active about it and saying I'm going to do this I'm, I'm going to be proactive I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this I think it's that balance isn't it of those times when we actually say I'm going to set this time aside and I am going to worship and I'm going to study and I'm going to pray um, and we invest that time in in spending time with Jesus um, but then also just those little moments in the day where you just dip in to God and you say Lord help me or oh, Lord I need your strength for this I know I have about two minutes in the car in the morning between dropping Joe off at Archbishop um, and arriving at work and I, I pray in those two minutes and even before um, Sue asked me to speak this morning I always just pray the fruits of the spirit into my life on that tiny little two minute journey um, just asking God to give me all those things for the day and I think it's that it's that balance of real deep study really getting into the person of God getting to know him through his word but actually just those little dipping conversations um, like you would just text a friend if you just needed help or you just let them know um, what you were doing you know God wants to be that part of your life as well just that constant conversation and always there just to hear you in the moment and hear what you need it is and I, yeah absolutely that that constant relationship isn't it throughout the day and something else that I just remembered you know when you're making these decisions in life whether it's whatever it might be it could be marriage it could be house move it could be anything everything that we've done as a family we've always prayed through together and allowed the Holy Spirit to speak into this into the decision making as well so that you get a peace when you know it's right and you you definitely don't get a peace when it's not um, and so that's another big area can Commit your decisions to God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Um, but yeah, those, those daily conversations with God as, as the day goes on are brilliant. The number of times we've prayed in the car on the way to different places or done things together. And, you know, it is, it's brilliant. And I think, sorry, we'll let you speak no, in no, a minute. No, go, go for it. <laughs> But it's actually about being deeply rooted into Jesus in his word and in prayer. But it's also about the connection that we have with our church family, isn't it? Um, I know the number of times when... Of, you know, and maybe things have been going wrong or we've been going through difficult times when people in this church have just sent me a message um, or even out of the blue, a Bible verse that has just been so relevant and so exactly what I've needed to hear. And I think actually being rooted into the family of God is really important when we're thinking about keeping ourselves kind of on track, that actually, yeah, we, we stay on track with Jesus. But a really important part of that is what we do here as, as the family of God in forward. I think all the key things, Nathan, have been said by these two lovely uh, ladies. But um, just quickly going back to the question, you know I've always got something I yeah, want, yes. I want to put up oh, my yes. heads with him. But, but um, going back to the question, how do, how do we on a daily basis keep the Holy Spirit 
um, flowing. And, and, and I, I just say yes to everything that's just been said. There was something, though, that came up with uh, our wonderful lay delegate here in the church, Carol, said to me yesterday. And she was talking about daily practicing the presence of God. And, and there's this common theme throughout the Old and the New Testament. But on the Old Testament, it says, wait on the Lord and he shall renew your strength and you will rise like wings of eagles. And there's, there's that moment where we need to still ourselves and be still and know that he is God. And we come into the very throne room of God and we do that not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And our spirits, the very text, our anchor text, Romans 8 for this series, that our spirits will witness with his spirit that we are the children of God. And we need that connection daily. We need to sense sonship and daughtership daily. We need to sense his presence uh, daily. And sometimes we can come and we can wait on the Lord, but our minds are in the future or in the past. We're thinking about what did he say or what did she say yesterday? Or our minds are in the future planning and, and thinking and we're just giving God a quick offering of, Lord, do this, Lord, do that. And can you sort this out for me? And then we're out of there. And sometimes we just need to still ourselves. We need to calm down. We need to bring our minds under control. The Bible says set our minds on things above. Set our minds on Jesus, the author and, and, and finisher of our faith. And we need to still ourselves, bring, bring ourselves under control. It says present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and available to God. And, and we come and we still ourselves and we bring ourselves under control. Stop our minds thinking about the future or the past because you won't experience God in the future and you won't experience God in the past. You experience God now. Now in this moment, you encounter God and you hear the inner voice speaking to you. And you, we, we need that moment every day with, with God. Just one more thing as well. There's an interesting scripture in Jude chapter 1 and verse 20. It says this, But you, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And it, it talks about what praying in the Holy Spirit is in 1 Corinthians 14, 15. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with the spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. So if we're wanting to have that flow of the spirit of God in our lives daily, having that moment with God, but Jude also says, Build yourself up in the most holy of faith, praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, your mind is unfruitful, the Bible says. And, and, and what happens is, as you continue to pray like that, there is an edification and an inner strengthening that takes place on the inside of you. So in answer, that long answer, you mentioned about the children of God. So how does a better understanding of our position as children of God help us to allow more of the Holy Spirit into our lives. Well, I think Louise and I are probably going to give the same answer here. Um, so just, you know, butt in. That's fine. Um, I think it's just that understanding that when you are a parent, you put boundaries in place for your children. You say yes to things and you say no to things because actually you want them to have the best life. You want the absolute best for them. And I think sometimes taking that perspective and thinking about that's the way that God sees us, 
that actually whatever he says, whatever he calls us to, is always going to be leading us to the best place, leading us to the safest place, leading us to life in all its fullness, which is what Jesus promises. Yeah, I think, again, it's that, it's that understanding as a parent, knowing how much, you love, how much I love my children. Um, and then I think, how much more God loves me? And that always blows my mind. And, you know, when the girls were little, when my girls were little, I held their hand. And, you know, when we came to crossing a road, I held it even tighter because I knew it was dangerous. Um, and, you know, the, the Holy Spirit leads us, but he has hold of our hand. And uh, he goes before us. And, and as Nikki said, you know, he, he loves us. He takes us to good places. Sometimes they're not always easy places, but he knows that he's, that he's got us in his hand. He, he, there's no way he's going to take us that he's not going to equip us for as well. So, um, yeah, I do, I, exactly the same. Just imagine myself as a parent and then think about, I'm a child of God. Wow. What does that mean for me? And then just having that image of God just holding my hand is amazing. It's like that trust, isn't it, that a toddler has in its parent. They don't always know where they're going. They don't know how they're going to get there. But they have that ultimate trust that it will be good and it will be fun and it will be for their best. And, um, you know, that's what God wants for us. We might not always understand what's going on. We might not always um, see the big picture. But actually, we trust our Heavenly Father. And when we understand that actually we are children of God... um, that we know that he is a good, good father and that he is a father who knows how to give good gifts to his children. We don't have to know everything. We just have to trust God to lead us. Yeah, the good news is you do not need to know the Bible inside out and memorize every piece of scripture. <laughs> you need to know a little bit, it'll be good. No, awesome. Well, cheers for that, guys. That concludes the Q&A, unless you've got anything to add here. Well, if, we, if, the, if the worship band can come up, but uh, on that last... On that last question that we just had there, which is how does our position as children of God help us with our understanding of the Holy Spirit? And it brings us back to the anchor verse that we've been speaking about in this whole series. And this is, this is it in Romans 8. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship and daughtership, whereby you can cry, Abba, Father. I'm going to ask you as a church to stand, because in the last final moments that we have together this evening, I want you to come in connection, in that contact with your spirit, witnessing with his spirit, that you are a child of God and that you can hear on the inside of you that Abba, Father, that you can recognize daughtership and sonship, that you can understand the words of Jesus when, when Jesus taught us to pray. And when he taught us to pray, he said, Our Father. And when we say, Our Father, We're saying something not just about who he is, but we're saying something about who we are. We are sons and daughters. And sometimes it's hard. It's difficult to bring trust 
when brokenness and traumas been in our past. But I want to invite you tonight to yield yourself to a loving Heavenly Father and by His Spirit can bring healing and wholeness to the troubles and traumas of our past. Let's stand, church. And we're just going to spend some moments as we conclude our service this evening just to allow the Spirit of God to do a special work on the inside of us. And maybe you are saying, I still struggle in some of the fruit of that spirit that we've heard about tonight. Maybe it's a quick temper and therefore patience isn't fully developed. Maybe there's a tricker mechanism that causes anger and irritation so often. Maybe there's self-loathing. I just really hate myself. I can't see myself as a daughter and a son of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I, I, I don't know if I've ever really experienced the loving embrace of a father. Well, maybe tonight, as we continue our worship for a, a little while longer, you can say, Heavenly Father, I want by your Spirit to come and touch my life and do a unique work in me.